the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question. Veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardtlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Welcome to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here on 930 AM The Answer. And later we'll be on TalkLawRadio.com where you can listen by streaming from the Internet. Or you can find me on podcasts everywhere, including uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Marquardt Law Firm sponsors our show today. And attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. New businesses and old businesses, which might have issues with corporations, contracts, LLCs, family-limited partnerships, and we can represent those who are facing problems from lack of planning, like in district court, county court, and probate court. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs attorney law licenses, and the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law. But because legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and because laws are ever-changing, material discussed in this program is meant for general informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information you hear today should be relied upon only when coordinated with your individual professional advice. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with prayer. Dear God, thank you for this day and for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us for our sins, for our mistakes, for doing the wrong thing or failing to do your will. Please help Alejandro Rocha and me give good information to the listeners about rising mortgage interest rates today. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now it's time to discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. Today's show is about mortgage interest and mortgages. Our guest is Alejandro Rocha. He's a mortgage broker with Edge Home Finance Corporation. He's been working in this industry for seven years. He graduated with a bachelor's in business administration and finance from University of Houston. And you can contact Alejandro at 210-305-6520, or you can find him on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. By the way, that reminds me, if you have a question, you can post your question in the comments section of our Facebook live stream. You can also call the radio station. We're live today, May twenty first, 2022. You can call 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. Alejandro, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> yeah, you're back. Yes. You were with us uh, in March. Yes, that sounds about right. <laughs> but a lot has happened since March. Woo, a lot has happened. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, in the economy and in politics, and that kind of affects what you do. Absolutely. It's kind of like a ripple effect. And so uh, 
When one of those starts taking a turn, it just uh, goes all the way down to us. us right. To right. And so you probably get uh, updates via email. You probably have trainings. What have you been learning about what, what's happening in the market? Uh, one that um, one that nobody that everybody stopped does not stop talking about it is the feds are still looking to increase rates for the end of the year. <laughs> so you think rates are just high? Uh, they're expected to be even higher by the end of the year. So it's just like dang. <laughs> so if you know rates are going to be higher at mm-hmm. the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And you want to buy a house now, mm-hmm. well, you might as well do it before the end of the year, before they raise rates again. Absolutely. Um, and even though rates are going up, I mean, it's, it's it sounds scary, but it's not scary. Um, it's always a good time to buy a house, essentially. Uh, the reason for the increase of rates is because it's supposed to be shifting the market, uh, the housing market. And so uh, by the little increases that have been done by the Fed, um, you can see longer listings. Um, you can see uh, more inventory that's out there than what it has been for the past couple of months. So you can already slightly see that. Um, this is for all the people who were not able to buy a house because they were being outbidded. And um, now there might be an opportunity for that again. Uh, interest rates are higher, but that doesn't mean that they won't fall again. And there's always an option for refinance. So... So I brought my dog again with me, Lexi, the law dog. <laughs> the cutest dog. And uh, she's moving around the the station a bit, and so I'm trying to keep track of what she's doing so she doesn't bother Mark. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one uh, behind the scenes that makes sure that we're on the air. Uh, so if, if uh, watchers on Facebook see me <laughs> moving around, it's because I'm I'm trying to keep track of her. If if I hold her in my lap, then she'll growl, and that <laughs> will distract the listeners too. So I I was trying to remember when the Fed raised the rates. The Federal Reserve has mm-hmm. an impact on uh, interest rates mm-hmm. in the market when people borrow, mm-hmm. and so I think it was March sixteenth. Is that what you remember? That Sounds they, about right. They raised the rate, mm-hmm. and then they raised rates again on May 4th. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's been two increases, and you expect more. Yes, I think they were, supposed, they were set to do seven increases. This, this year, year or yeah. this year and next year? This year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So with things changing every month, mm-hmm. you might use that in your decision making. Yeah, um, things are changing a lot more. So that means that I, as a loan officer, have to start thinking outside of the box. How can we get this borrower qualified? Um, and that means that we have to, you know, pay off debts. Uh, we have to um, ensure that our credit is good, right? Because if you have not the best credit, um, you're not going to have the best rate out there. Uh, so those are two things that people can do to affect their rate. Yes, absolutely. Besides what the government's doing. Right, right, right. And um, just recently, there was a lender. Well, um, So when the refi boom happened, uh, there were so many refis that were going on. So Fannie, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, they essentially added on like this um, – uh, this 0.50% added onto the rate because of the volume and hoping that it kind of slows down things a bit because rates were just so mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm. Um, there are lenders that are talking now that they're going to they're gonna be looking to get that removed um, to provide at least like that cushion. So if rates increase again, well, that 0.50 from uh, you know, Fannie and Freddie gets mm-hmm. removed. And so it at least provides some type of cushion. Um, so that might help. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's yeah. some inside knowledge that most people probably didn't know yeah. was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, Fannie and Freddie, tell us a, a little background on that. Why, why are they involved in mortgages? Yeah. So Fannie and Freddie, um, they are a government-sponsored um, program. So they're not government loans, but they are sponsored from the Fed. Um, ultimately, they do go back to 
the housing crisis that happened a long time ago. <laughs> and so uh, they are regulated by the Fed to ensure that they do things properly the right way um, and ensuring that it fits like the, it fits like the customer's needs. Um, right. So, Well, I think the, the purpose way back when, when they came into the picture, the mm-hmm was to help more people buy houses. Exactly. And it just sort of had this unintended consequence mm-hmm. of people buying more than they could afford. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll continue talking with Alejandro about mortgages. So stay tuned. could be a nightmare for your family, which is why it's important to meet with an attorney before you go on vacation. Get your affairs in order just in case, God forbid, tragedy strikes and you become disabled or worse happens while traveling. Attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trust, and tax-protected inheritance plans. A living trust might save your family thousands of dollars. Protect what's yours at Marquardt Law Firm, 210-530-4278. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt. We're here on 9.30 a.m. The Answer talking with Alejandro Rocha about mortgages. And uh, before with the break, we were talking about Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and how that uh, was a a federal-sponsored program to help people get into houses. And uh, during the break, Alejandro was telling me uh, some more background on uh, what's happening? Another intended, unintended consequence of that program now. So, let let's go back to that. You said that there was an article in the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, obviously, back in the housing crisis when it happened, they were giving out houses like candy, right? Mm-hmm. And not saying that that's happening now, but in the sense where when you're providing um mortgages big uh, you know big liabilities to people who have less credit um not the greatest credit it sometimes comes with a consequence of um you know things can possibly default uh there was an article from the Wall Street Journal that they recently published and they were basically advising that um a lot of the credit bureaus they're seeing that there's a lot of liabilities that are 60 days past due um for people that do have a low credit score um and that is essentially a red flag for investors um because um they're they're just kind of like wow not saying that this is, you know, a housing bubble, but these are some of the foundations of how that housing bubble crisis does mm-hmm. happen. Um, when given a mortgage to people who, not that they can't manage very well, but in, essentially they're in a tight budget. And with the inflation that's going on in, in today's world, um, you can see that happening. Mm-hmm. Right, you can see numbers, you can see past dues um, skyrocketing because of the inflation that's currently going on right now, which makes sense why the Fed is trying to restrict um, people to easily get into a home because they they could already foresee that it's going to put them in a bind. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if your your mortgage is fixed, um, but the price of food and the price of gasoline is going up, that could uh, cause it to be more difficult to pay the mortgage. Absolutely. Fixed incomes are eaten by inflation because your income is fixed, but prices are not. Mm-hmm. And so um, your mortgage is fixed, but your property tax is not. Um, your gas prices are not. Your food's not. And so while you're trying to make your mortgage payment, you're seeing that your income is just kind of less than what it was before because it's like thing and when when it, when time comes you have to feed your family you have to go to work mm-hmm. and so you'd rather sacrifice that um than paying the actual liability itself and that's how people start to get into default and that's how we start going into loss mitigation 
which leads can lead into foreclosure. But there's something that people can do if they have uh, debts that can somehow be paid by through refinance, right? Absolutely. Um, A perfect example is I had a client who reached out to me was trying to get equity from its um, from his home, and. Essentially, I told him, hey, if we were to pull equity out from your home, we will pay off all of your liabilities, your monthly liabilities that you're obligated to pay, right? Because if you don't pay those, your credit's just going to shoot mm-hmm. and you're, you're not going to be able to do anything. So we can pay all of this off, including anything else you want, like your auto loan. And instead of paying $1,200, now you're only paying $632. That's almost a four or $500 difference in cushion. Um, especially for now in the time of inflation, I'm pretty sure that's going to help out a whole lot. Right, to pay for food and gasoline. Exactly, as it, as it a little increases. breather room. Mm-hmm. And if his income's fixed, if he can't just work more hours, then that'll really help. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, let's talk more about the market. Um, the last time you were here, I think we were talking about what a hot market it was <laughs> for mm-hmm. Houses and uh, people were having a hard time even getting a house that they could afford mm-hmm. because there was so much competition right. to buy that house. Right. What are you seeing now that mortgage rates are going up? Well, first and foremost, it scares people. They're like, oh my God, I'm going to buy a mortgage for 6.75% interest rate. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> so they get scared. So essentially they back out of deals. They tell the realtors, no, I'm going to wait till interest rates fall. Um, and so what is happening is that there are longer listings now, um, on the market. Uh, there's more inventory than there were, there, than there was before a couple of months ago. And that is slightly telling us real estate people that there is a shift that's happening. Mm-hmm. And so my job as a loan officer, even though, you know, it's kind of slowing down a bit, um, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing because for all the people who were being outbid, um, they weren't able to get in a home because there's just so much people that were over asking price. Um, now would be that opportunity because now there's more inventory going back in the market. Um, and so when the time is right, go for it. And even though the interest rate today is higher than it was three months ago, we we know that it's going to be higher in the future, because that's what the Fed has already said. Exactly. Exactly. So you don't have to have a crystal ball. Right. The government said they're going to raise rates again. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I don't have to have a crystal ball to say that rates will fall at some point. <laughs> right. Because they will. But we don't know when that would be. And, and we do know the timeline on how the Fed is going to be raising rates. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I just think that if... If you know taxes are going to be higher, if you know mortgage rates are going to be higher, then why put off what you're going to do anyway? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're moving from out of town and you're coming to San Antonio, um, you know, same thing. You have to have a place to live and you can buy or you can rent. You're probably going to pay about the same price either way. It might make sense to own the place where you live. Exactly. That's exactly correct. Um, you know, essentially when, when prices for houses go up, so does rent, and you might as well just own it. Um, so then in the future, uh, when you want to refi, it's yours, you know. You're not having to worry about, oh, I need to find a house again or move somewhere else. So Yeah. So there are different kinds of mortgages, right? And yes. so does that affect the rate? Is that a way that somebody could um, get a lower or higher rate depending on which type of mortgage they choose? Yeah. I mean, there are programs that are out there. Um, For example, there's interest-only loans, um, which means that you only pay the interest on the loan, which makes your payment so low. Um, Of course, at the end, like it does require, it does have like a bubble um, for you to pay this back. Um, But on a 30-year fix, I mean, 
if you get this interest only loan for staying it for five years, I'm more than sure that rates will drop at that time. And when they do, um, you can easily just refi that into um, a fixed loan. Mm-hmm. Same thing with arms as well. Arms typic- Arm loans typically do have lower interest rates for a certain amount of years. Um, That's adjustable rate Exactly. Mortgage. That's adjustable rate mortgage. And um, those two, those typically can be a lot less. And that's probably where um, my market will probably start heading geared to, um, to start offering more arm loans, um, because it sounds more satisfying for the first couple of years, knowing that if you're going to buy this house and you know, in seven years you have to sell because you're going back somewhere else because you're in the military or something, that'll probably be your best option. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just to kind of offset that cost, because again, inflation is the biggest thing right now. It's the biggest thing that's being talked about. And uh, what should be more talked about. (laughs) And uh, if you can try to reduce your cost at all means, you know, do it. So So the adjustable rate mortgage, I was just wondering, does that type of mortgage have different qualification requirements? Uh, Not really, to be honest. Um, What happens is that when the underwriter looks at an arm loan, adjustable rate mortgage, they essentially qualify you on what the current market rate is for today as well. So they don't just like, um, oh, okay, you can qualify with the 3.5, cool. But the underwriter also says... Today, the market, the rate is currently at you know five point five percent, six percent interest rate. Mm-hmm. They got to make sure that you also qualify for that. If worst case scenario, that the rate does go up after the fact that mm-hmm. the arm does end, um, like the term, that you would be able to qualify it for it still. So it's not like they're just giving it to you, knowing that you won't qualify for it after the. You fact. don't have to have a better credit score. Um, yes, as well. Um, they do typically. You know, with those type of arms, you know, it's it's a risk, right? Because um, after the term ends, you know for a fact that, you know, the rate can be capped at X, Y, and Z. And so when you're taking on a greater risk, that means that you should be a little bit more responsible for that liability, right? Mm-hmm. And so in this case, it does, you know, typically people with higher credit scores, you know, are a little bit more responsible for how they manage their liabilities and their and their finances so um, those people would be a little bit more on top of it so if you want if your credit was very low and you were trying to get an arm well it probably won't be the best situation for you right now Mm -hmm. not because you know you can't manage it it's just that you know based off the circumstances it wouldn't best fit the situation so what about the difference between 30 year and 15 year if are those different rates uh yes and no so uh most of the time, it should be different. So the interest rate on a 15-year term should be a lot less than on a 30. But because the way that the rates are going on with um, the Fed, I've been kind of seeing them like not too much of a big difference. Um, you'll probably be looking at maybe like 3.7% as opposed to uh, you know a 4.5, a 5%. So they, they are different. Um but again, with everything kind of being rocky with inflation, you know, rates all just in general are just increasing mm-hmm. um, for all programs, especially for the down payment assistance programs. Okay. Well, let's talk about down payment assistance. Mm-hmm. We talked about it last time, mm-hmm. too, um, but we might have new listeners today. So yeah. say something about that. Yeah. So down payment assistance essentially is uh, assistance on a down payment to help you buy in the home. So typically it requires 3.5% of the purchase price for you to put on the down payment of the house. And that program comes into play so that they can be covered on your behalf, which sounds amazing because um, you don't have to you know, front that seven $8,000 down payment as you would like on a $230,000 home or so. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds good. But again, going back to the rates kind of increasing, um, those type of buyers are being weeded out, um, which means that uh, they want to buy a house, they do, are, are eligible for the down payment assistance, but rates being so high, it just makes the payment so much higher that, you know, it's it weeds them out to not they be able to afford, afford the it. monthly payment exactly or they can but it's just too much and and this is where i tell my buyers you know um you can't have the best of both worlds <laughs> you can't have a super low rate 
and given free money as well. Mm -hmm. um, if you can bring your own down payment, I would encourage it for this current market. Um, but if you can't, we could make it work knowing that in the future you could still refinance it when rates do drop. So I've heard um, you say three things mm -hmm. that people can do to improve their situation if they want to borrow for a mortgage. One is pay off their debts, mm -hmm. increase their credit score, mm -hmm. and save for a larger down payment. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, so there's three things right there you heard on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt and Alejandro Rocha, a mortgage officer with Edge. Home Finance Corporation. There we go. And if they need more information about their individual circumstances, how can they reach you? Uh, they can give me a call or text me at 210-305-6520. Um, or they can email me at alejandro.rocha at edgehomefinance.com. Awesome. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here on 930 AM The Answer. Also, you can find me on TalkLawRadio.com. You can stream these episodes from that website, and you can find me on uh, Apple Podcasts and other podcasts. Here today, we have Alejandro Rocha. He's a mortgage loan officer with Edge Home Finance Corporation. There we go. <laughs> We've been talking about why mortgage interest rates are high and what to do about it so that you can buy a home and get a mortgage that you can afford and that you can enjoy. Uh, we talked about three things you can do to affect your mortgage interest rate. One, pay off debt. Mm-hmm. Another one was uh, improve your credit score. Absolutely. And then another one was save money so that you can pay a larger down payment. Mm -hmm. What's something else that can be done? Uh, points. So you can buy your points. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, so basically means that when you're shopping for a mortgage loan, a par rate is given for, from the lender to say, hey, this is the interest rate that we can offer you based off your credit profile. And then from there, you could still take the rate even less than that. Um, when borrowers usually are quoted rates, they'll be like, Alejandro, like, I don't want that rate. Like, I want a 2.99 like last year. And I'm like, I could still get you that rate. But it's going to cost you like $30,000. So financially, as a finance major, that does not make sense for you to pay $30,000 as a one time for that rate. Mm -hmm. You're better off just waiting it out when rates drop and then you could you could buy it. But in some cases, or you can get it at par. But some cases, um, points can be cheap. Um, and this is where I go back to the credit, right? It has to be, your credit doesn't have to be perfect, but at least somewhat good, because this will determine what your points cost would be. Um, for example, I had a borrower who wanted to um, who get a good interest rate, and they were given 5.25%, but they had to bring like $5,500 to closing for that rate alone because their credit is not the best. It's that so 586. that's not a that's not for the down payment, right? That's on that's on top of the down payment as well. It's it's uh, the price you pay to get a lower rate. Exactly. Now, if you had a better credit, maybe above six um, six eighty, that five point two will probably cost you twelve hundred dollars. Oh, okay. You know, but because the credit's not that that great, and it's not that you know banks want to be mean and charge you more money, but you have to also think about it as a um, as a risk, right? There's a reason why your credit's low. And yes, life happens. Um, but sometimes, you know, ultimately, you know, you have to be responsible for your own credit. Mm -hmm. And so when when banks see that you're past due on your credit cards, on your auto loans, they're about to give you a, a $400,000 loan, you know, and you're trying to prove to them, 
I can I can afford this. So when your credit's low and you have all of these red flags, they'll say, we'll give you the loan, but you're going to have to pay for, you have to pay your dues, mm-hmm. you know? And, and as a business, as a finance guy, I, I could see why they would do that. Right. You know? Okay. So buying discount points is something. Mm-hmm. Um, how about FHA? How is... How is that affected by the rate increases recently? That's a good question. Um, so FHA and also elaborate a little bit as well, VA loans, um, they're both government loans, right? And what that means is that their rates are a lot less than what they are on a conventional loan. And so before, real estate agents were not really um, – they were opposing to, um, you know, accepting a VA or FHA loan because they're too difficult. You know, it's a government loan, too many things that they have to follow. But now that conventional rates are a lot more higher and FHA and VA rates are a lot less than probably by like a whole point, um, it makes the borrower eligible because the rate is a lot less. And then on top of that, the government loans provide a little bit more cushion for approval. For example, on a conventional loan, typically if a borrower um, is above a 46% debt-to-income ratio, it's going to be a no. Fannie and Freddie will not approve it. On an FHA, um, you could go all the way up to 54% uh, debt-to-income ratio, and you could get that approved. On a VA... That's, I mean, there's not even a set number. I've heard loan officers getting it up to like 64% debt to income ratio. So now that the market is shifting, people who can get into a VA FHA loan, they have a more chance of now buying um, because the leeway for debt to income ratio is a lot higher than as opposed to conventional. So those real estate agents will start to see that now. They're okay. going to start to see more FHA VA loans um, being, you know, for bids as opposed to a conventional because those rates are just higher and the approval for them is a lot more slim. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it makes sense that in order to qualify for a VA loan, you have to be a veteran of the U.S. military. That's correct. Right? Mm-hmm. Um how do you qualify for FHA? Um, usually FHA is pretty straightforward. Now, um, the only ineligible options is if you already have an FHA loan. Like most of the time, you can't get another FHA loan. Um, like a VA, you can do that. Mm-hmm. It just closed on a VA loan where um, his current house was active and he bought another house with his VA loan. And it was going to be an easy transition from move from one house to the next because he doesn't have to worry about, oh, I have to be out by this day because of the sellers. So you can do that for VA, which is pretty awesome Mm -hmm. benefit. For FHA, you can't do that. Um, So uh, typically everybody can get an FHA loan if you don't have one already. Um, But again, the one thing you have to consider is that FHA usually have to pay the private mortgage insurance typically for the rest of the life of the loan. So that's why people – Yeah. But again – you can get into an FHA loan, and when rates drop again for a conventional, you can easily just refi that bad boy. So it's not the end of the world. Okay, so we know that rates are high, mm-hmm. and there's things that people can do to reduce their rate, mm-hmm. um, even though the, the government, federal government is the one pushing the rates higher. Um, I want to talk about something that you can do that maybe other banks can't do. But first I want to mention, uh, this is Talk Law Radio. If you're just now tuning in, I'm Todd Marquardt. Uh, We're on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And you can find us also on talklawradio.com or Apple Podcasts. And our guest today is Alejandro Rocha. He's a mortgage officer with uh, EDGE. Home Finance Corporation. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we were talking about some ways that people can affect their mortgage interest rate, even though the, the Fed is increasing rates. Um, what's a, something that, that you can do that maybe traditional banks can't do? Yeah. So, I mean, to just be straightforward, we have better margin and rates. <laughs> and what that means is that um, if you go to a bank, 
their rates are typically a little bit more higher than than me only because the bank has expenses they have to pay the loan officer they have to pay for the training they have to pay for this pay for that i'm an independent loan officer so i don't have a bank who pays for all of my stuff mm -hmm. right and so what that means is that because they don't pay for like my office and all that good stuff um, they apply what they would use as an expense to the loan officer or to the processor or underwriters um, to the rate. So it just creates a more better rate for the client. Mm -hmm. um, and in and, and the current market that we are in, rates are kind of important right now. So yeah. um, that does set me apart from retail. So that's what you call retail loan officers, the ones that work for big banks uh, like the credit unions. Mm -hmm. I'm a broker, so I work with 30-plus banks. So my job is to find you the best. I do the, I do the shopping for you Okay, in, in a sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's important. Yeah. Okay. So rates are going up, and we know that you can buy points. You can pay down your debt. You can improve your credit score, you can make larger down payments, um, you could wait and and hope for a lower rate. Um, what else are you doing to help your clients? Um, I sometimes have to think outside of the box to, you know, and, and that's why I'm not saying that I'm, you know, the best loan officer out there, but I am a good loan <laughs> officer. You know, there is a point where uh, you know, unfortunately you get calls and like, sorry, uh, this client's no longer eligible for the loan. And you're like, Oh my God, like, what am I going to do? What am I going to tell them? So it's my job to think outside of the box and how I can make this deal work. Mm -hmm. Right. Some people would just be like, Oh my God, I just don't know what to do. And me, like, I want to make it work for you. So if that means that we have to pay off debts, if that means that in the middle of buying a house, we have to refinance your car to make it work. Um, we got we got to make it happen, mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, even and, and you I know. like that approach because when some people are being told no, they can't be helped. You're finding ways. Exactly. You're, you're thinking of ideas and strategies to exactly. help them. Mm -hmm. That's exactly correct. We have to take one more break, and when we come back, we'll be talking about legacy and how homes are a big part of. Uh, a lot of people, that's their legacy. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. could be a nightmare for your family, which is why it's important to meet with an attorney before you go on vacation. Get your affairs in order just in case, God forbid, tragedy strikes and you become disabled or worse happens while traveling. Attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trust, and tax-protected inheritance plans. A living trust might save your family thousands of dollars. Protect what's yours at Marquardt Law Firm, 210-530-4278. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here on 9.30 a.m. The Answer with Alejandro Rocha. He's a mortgage officer with Edge. Home Finance Corporation. Home Finance Corporation. I'm trying to remember that. <laughs> now, we've been talking about some of the, the politics behind the mortgage interest increases. We've been talking about some things that people can do to reduce their interest rates um, but I also wanted to mention that San Antonio in Texas was a hot market to begin with. And so there was an article that was published uh, that shows a study by Rocket Mortgage that was identifying Texas as the fifth cheapest state in the union to purchase a home. Does that surprise you? <laughs> Uh, we got lots of land, yeah, and so that's why we keep getting more and more spread out. Yeah, Alamo Ranch is uh, approaching the Medina County line. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> uh, some other 
cheap states to live would be Tennessee, Illinois, Oklahoma, and Ohio. Some of the most expensive states to live right now are listed as Oregon, New Mexico, Alaska, Utah, and Hawaii. I think everybody knew that it was expensive to live in Hawaii. <laughs> so that that was an interesting article. And then I also was reading about how um, there are parts of San Antonio that um, had really high growth rates, um, one of those uh, parts being Alamo Ranch, another one being uh, near Port San Antonio. Have you noticed uh, a lot of mortgages in one part of town or the other? Oh, yeah. I've I, I've done um, a couple in the, in the Alamo Ranch area going back. Uh, that part is just expanding, expanding, and doesn't seem to be stopping. <laughs> so, and back a few weeks ago, um, there was an article that said the average interest rate on a 30-year mortgage was at a 13-year high. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just because mortgage rates have been really low for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, since uh, 2008. Right. So it's not that they're extremely high right now. They're just higher than they've been. Yeah, and and uh, people tend to uh, – and that's why it's very important. One of the things I want to talk about, example, is that when a loan officer tells you to lock in or it's advised to lock in, you should probably do that uh, because rates change every single day, and they're subject to change whenever the lender foresees fit. Um, something happens with the economy in D.C., Immediately, the lender would say uh, rates are suspended due to market. Um, and, and I had a client. He spent all day trying to figure out, we're thinking about it. We're talking about, is it lock-in or not? He never called me that day. The next day, uh, I gave him a uh, price quote uh, by text. And I said, when you're ready to lock-in, he gave me a call an hour later, and rates completely changed. That cost for $5,000 for a rate ended up changing close to 9000 was he happy? No. No. <laughs> but, you know, it's my job to tell you, hey, I'm not saying – I mean, it is stressful. you got to act on this stuff mm-hmm. because before you know it, I mean, last year we were at 2.99 and now we're at 5.5, close to 6%. So it's like I don't want to stress you out, <laughs> but right, we kind of right. have to act on but it. But it's you know? important. The yes. timing is the timing. important. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Okay, so this we're in our last segment of the show, and um, most listeners will know what that means. Uh, it means that we're going to talk about... And now, it's time for the Talk Law Radio Legacy Spotlight. <laughs> What's your legacy? Sponsored by Marquardt Law Firm. So because Marquardt Law Firm focuses on wills and trusts and tax-protected and inheritance plans, we like to talk about legacy because uh, that's what we we talk about when we're doing some will or some trust. So a lot of people tell us at the office that their home is an important part of their legacy because Mm -hmm. it's one of their most valuable assets, and they have different reasons for wanting to pass that along. You can't take your house with you to right. the grave. <laughs> you have to leave it to somebody, or the state of Texas will get to decide who you leave it to. Mm-hmm. Have you had uh, clients in the past talk about how important their house was for their legacy? Yeah. I mean, most of the time, people who buy houses, the majority of them is they want to buy it for their family and for their family to have something um, when that time does come. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that's very touchable for everyone. And it does go hand in hand as to why it's important for you as an attorney um, to focus on that because, uh, especially early on, uh, because the last thing you want to do is talk about it when the time happens. <laughs> and I'm sure right. it's a stressful situation for everyone. Um, but it's good to start talking about it now and how um, you can have those plans and um, get that put into place um, so that it could be in the right hands. One thing that I run into occasionally is when somebody inherits the house mm-hmm. that has a mortgage in the deceased person's name, mm-hmm. and they have to figure out how they're going to deal with that house. Mm-hmm. 
well, if they can't refinance because their own credit is bad, then, you know, they might just have to sell the house, you know, and, and use whatever equity is there to, you know, help improve their situation. One thing that does help is life insurance, Mm -hmm. you know, make sure that the house is paid off so that the person that's inheriting it can actually live there. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not unheard of for the person to inherit the house and not be able to do anything. They, They feel like they're paralyzed because they don't have good credit. They don't have money to pay off the mortgage. And so the house could be foreclosed on. And that just makes the sale of the house more expensive because of all the fees and interest that go along with it. Right. And so life insurance can help with that. Um, Or you can just make sure that there's enough money in the estate to pay off mortgages or other secured um, loans Mm -hmm. for the assets there. Um, Something else that I've been told by clients is, I want this house to stay in the family. Have you ever heard that? Mm -hmm. They might have a a family member that never had a house, and they're not going to be able to buy one because maybe because of some lack of education or skills or disability, they're just not going to ever have enough income or savings to buy their own house. Mm -hmm. And so... They, their, their loved one wants to leave them that house so that they always have a place to live. Right. Another mistake that I see quite often is when somebody leaves a house to two people, four people, Yikes. eleven people, and everyone has to sign right <laughs> to do a move. Right. <laughs> if if the house is going to be sold, then all eleven people are owners. Right. And so they all have to agree. And even if you love each other dearly, it's hard to agree on the selling price. Do we fix up the home or do we sell as is? And then all of those 11 people probably know seven realtors each. (laughs) And agreeing on who's going to be the listing agent is also something that's difficult. So what you could do is uh, allow the executor to be in charge of that. Or if you have the house in a trust, then the trustee can be in charge of it. If you have one decision maker, then you don't have to get the input from everybody else. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to leave one house to multiple people when they inherit it, it's just the structure of the way that they're inheriting it. Mm -hmm. They they have to all be decision makers. Mm -hmm. So it's a good thing to talk about with your lawyer, whether it's Marquardt Law Firm or somebody else. You mm-hmm. want to make sure you know what's going to happen if that time comes. You don't want to just avoid it because nobody plans on their calendar on the day that they're going to pass away. Right. It's always a surprise. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is our last segment. I uh, wanted to remind everybody... Um, Marquardt Law Firm sponsors the show, and this is Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Alejandro Rocha has been talking with us about mortgages and the rate increases. Um, what's one final thought that you can leave with the listeners about how to handle the mar- market today? Pay off debt, save your money get better credit scores? Do you have any advice on who they can talk to if they need a lot of help with that stuff? Oh, yeah. They can call me. (laughs) They can call me, but I would say I would be lying if I said it wasn't stressful because it is. I mean, even for me, if if I'm stressed for you, um, but I would say take it one thing at a time, Mm -hmm. right? You can't just like you know, squeeze it on your head and be like, oh my God, like one thing at a time. And that's what I'm here for to help you guide you, um, to lead you that one step at a time. 
And even if you can't get your mortgage today, at least you're taking steps to oh, yeah. do something that will help lead to a better rate in Absolutely. the future. Absolutely. Even doing some basic research, asking me about some pointers, even if you're not going to you know, get a mortgage, asking me about like, oh, is FHA better? Is conventional better? Uh, USDA, it just allows me to be able to guide you right, the right way. And so what gave you the heart to help people with so much? Uh, when I was in loss mitigation, I would help people. I mean, why would I help them? Well, I would try to help them help uh, save their house from foreclosure. But it was also very sad, and um, I also figured I want to help people when the time comes to buy. Um, because, like you said, it's a legacy. I mean, my house will be a legacy for my family someday, and I f- I feel like that's very touchable. And because I can relate to that, I want to help others relate to that too. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us on Talk Law Radio. This is where we help people identify their hidden legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. If you have ideas about legal issues that you need help with, but you don't want to call in or post comments, you can email me at host at talklawradio.com. That's H-O-S as in Sam, T as in Timothy, at TalkLawRadio.com. Send me your ideas, and I will look into making that a show. Also, if you know anybody that has a legacy that would be interesting for us to dig deep into, email me those ideas as well. Uh, I really enjoy talking to you about the law, and so I'll talk to you next week. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.